Now we all want well-behaved kids, and we know it's hard to have difficult conversations. Today, we're going to talk about the power of questions. Stacy Bellward has walked thousands of parents through all of Connected Families' online courses, encouraging them, asking thoughtful questions, and nudging them toward new thinking. Her favorite is finding and celebrating the small wins with parents. A speaker, Stacy is real and brings stories of her own, raising two high schoolers, 20-year multicultural marriage, adoption, and learning in ever-increasing ways to trust God with it all. Stacy is a certified leadership coach, Bible study teacher, award-winning author, Connected Families podcast host, and a soccer mom. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood, Stacey. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you, Sharon. It's so good to be here with all of the gems that are listening, and you're such a gem. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Absolutely. You're a gem, too, and there's just so much that was going on, and we were just talking about it before. Hopefully, we don't freeze or anything, (laughs) but with more family togetherness nowadays because of COVID. We're all being in one house or, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people have space together and everything, but more than ever before with us being in just a space together, I'm sure there are a lot more arguing or nagging that may come with our kids to ask them to obey. And um, we're talking about the power of questions today. That's such an interesting topic because we don't really Mm -hmm. talk about that as much. Tell me, why is it important to ask our children questions? (laughs) It's important because the opposite is telling. (laughs) <laughs> is telling our kids things and telling's not working. It's just, it's just not working. What you just referred to with all of us being home and even outside of COVID, right? We get into these patterns in our homes mm-hmm. where we tell our kids all the time and telling turns into nagging, which turns <laughs> into lecturing maybe as they get a little bit older. Maybe even that turns into yelling. And what all of that means is that in our homes, we have this this pattern of tug of war. Mm-hmm. It's like me versus you and then maybe the garbage or brushing your teeth or getting your jammies on or picking up your toys or, you know, whatever it is at whatever stage of parenting you're in, that's in the middle of the tug of war. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on one side as the parent and the child is on the other side and we're just going back and forth. And, right. and it's this pattern that we go through all day long and that's the telling and it's not working yeah right it's, it's yeah. just not working and so um as parents if we were to boil down our job like way 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 down i'd say that maybe the two two really big important things that we're trying to raise our kids is to have wisdom mm-hmm. and to have responsibility we want them to be wise and responsible mm-hmm. adults and nagging the telling isn't helping us, isn't helping us raise them to be responsible or to be wise people. Right. 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 Now, I love that you said that it's a pattern. And for, for some of us, you know, who I've grown up in an environment that, you know, 
I have to do everything that I'm being told. And obviously, that's what I've learned. And now I have to relearn myself. You know, I mean, I've read a bunch of books and I've had to relearn myself. Asking questions is good. It really helps me to think and it helps them to think and it helps mm-hmm. them to really think about what they're doing wrong or how they can do it and be a bit more of a critical thinker. Now, how, you know, and you said about, you know, having this tug of war, how can we break this pattern of just telling our kids yep. what to do? What kind of questions should we ask? What kind of questions should we not ask? When do we ask? How do we ask? (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot to cover today, don't we, Sharon? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would say that the place that we start is having a light-hearted like curious position. Mm -hmm. So let me contrast that with the telling heart because that's the old pattern that mm-hmm. um, I certainly had um, before I really learned how to be a coach. The telling heart says, you need to hear what I have to say, <laughs> right? It says, my voice is more important than your voice right now. You need help. You need my help. I'm going to help you. The smart thing to do would be to listen to me and just do what I say. Right. And so you can hear how that doesn't really create responsibility or create wisdom, mm-hmm. right? It's just, I need to be a puppet or whatever my parent says right now. So it, that internal motivation there. So the switch that we're going for is this lighthearted and curious position. This is where we start, right? And that is a place where we like to use the image of snorkeling versus scuba diving. Now, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not a scuba diver, and I'm not actually even a snorkeler, because I had a bad experience. (laughs) But I'm talking about in life, and particularly with our kids, like, we often can, like, get on our little, our snorkeling gear, and we're kind of just going along the surface in the top of the water, and we're, we're moving along. But what I'd like to encourage parents to do is to, you know, strap on the oxygen tank, (laughs) get on the full mask, like get on the thing and dive down deeper. Yeah. And by doing that, we're asking two questions. And the first question is what's going on in me as the mom, Mm -hmm. what's happening inside of me that I'm feeling this anxiety and need to tell. And that's turning into nagging and, you know, maybe even yelling like in in this escalating maybe what's going on in me mm-hmm. that that's that's the emotion that I have and I feel the need there there can be a lot there it mm-hmm. could be small and you just need to deal with it or it could be a lot like therapy you right to deal with right it. yeah but right but and there's we have a lot actually on that for at connected families the organization that I'm from um, on how to dig deeper into what's going on inside of us Um, But then the second question that we ask is what's going on in my child, right? So instead of being on the surface, oh, they're just playing their game and they don't want to do what I asked them to do. Mm -hmm. I want to try to go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. That's where the oxygen tank, you know, like we're we're getting in there. And I'm spending time really thinking about that. Right. And so this is like just the most important place to start. We call it the safe core of a conversation. And I think that, you know, as adults, we understand this because when we think about our friendships with our other, you know, other friends, our other gem moms, you know, we're talking through things. We want to talk to someone who is working to understand us. Mm -hmm. That's a trusting conversation. 
Now, you really want to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard stories of children who doesn't even want to converse, who just kind of want to be stuck in with their own screen, with their own self, and they're not open to have a conversation or communicate with their parents. How would you even respond to that? Yeah, well, that's when going back, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. if you've gone through through questions, it's going to the core, the mm-hmm. safe core. Yeah, It's really digging down into this, what is going on in my child that they don't want to have the conversation with me? Yeah. Have we been stuck in this pattern of me versus you mm. for you know a really long time so that he just feels, he or she just feels that me as a parent, I'm just against them. Mm. Sometimes kids feel like, you know, my parent doesn't even like me right. or my parent just wants to control me. That's it. Right. They just want me to, you know, be their puppet, essentially. So there's some deeper work. Um, so I would say that that's an indicator of a of a struggle, like a struggling relationship. Yeah. 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 I, and I know, like earlier, you mentioned about helping a child to grow in wisdom and responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that? How does that help? How does the power of questions help our kids to grow, to be more wise and to take yeah. responsibilities for themselves? Yes, I love it. Well, if we were like just really quickly, I guess, mm-hmm. if it was, if we wanted to ask questions around responsibilities, yeah, it can be simply things like what needs to happen before, before we leave to go to soccer practice. Mm. That's a shift, right? Because it used to be, you need your cleats. You need your shin guards. Like, are they in the bag? Are they, the, you know what I mean? Like, did you get them yet? Well, that's, we can get to bad questions to ask. That's kind of a leading question. And we'll talk about that maybe in a minute. Um, but you can ask questions around that. Or, or how about, um, you get to go spend the night at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. What do you need to pack? Mm. What do you want to bring with? Okay, we have one hour, you know. Yeah. How much do you think it's going to need to pack your bag? Something yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. you're asking questions. Do you want to do your homework right now? Or do you want to do it in 10 minutes? <laughs> so you hear the difference, right? That's so hard because as a parent, you're like, go do your homework right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right, come back and, to what's come going and eat right eat. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, parents, you're still a parent, you know, but maybe we can do the dinner will be ready in three minutes or five minutes. Right. You, exactly. You know, yeah. Ready in five minutes. Like you're giving a little warning. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But you can hear the shift that's moving from the telling to the asking, mm-hmm. which then there's a very different tone in how I'm interacting with my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not telling. So how about, you know, questions like wisdom growing questions? Yeah. Wisdom growing questions could sound like, um, you know, I think about like a little two-year-old, like, why is the man on top of the roof? Right. right. Little kids ask the same question again and again and again. Right? Oh, yes. Why, why is the man on the top of the roof? What do you think he's doing up there? Do we usually see men on top of the roof? Mm-hmm. No, we don't see them. Here. That's not a, can you hear something? Oh, I hear banging. Yeah, you hear banging. Yes, right. You can hear the wisdom growing with these simple kinds of conversations. Mm. Like he is replacing the roof. Well, why does he need to replace the roof? Like you hear that conversation going Mm -hmm. um, and you can hear it. Um, 
as kids get older, though, it can be like your child gets invited to do different parties. Yeah. And they have to make a decision. Right. And that's a very hard decision for them. Am I going to just tell them, well, I think you should go to this one because it actually fits into the schedule better. And, you know, or you're with this person more and whatever, you know, you can tell and have all your reasoning for it. Yeah. But what does it look like to ask questions in that situation instead? What if you as a parent don't want them to go? (laughs) Well, that's a different situation. (laughs) And maybe you need to say that in the end. You know, maybe you need to give your your thoughts. But but I suggest starting with questions Mm -hmm. because you want to grow their wisdom and maybe they would get to to the same conclusion. Yeah. And I could see that, like, you know, them growing in wisdom, as you said, and also even adding discernment to their life, right? So, like, there are so many different types of questions that we can come up with our children. I know I'm constantly, my brain is constantly going and going because there are times when I feel like, okay, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me that that's not going to work. Telling is not going to work. You just have to come up with questions. And I have to wreck my brain like, okay, how do I say it? Do I say it this way and that way? But what kind of questions do we avoid? Yes. Okay. What questions do we avoid? Because not all questions are good questions. Mm. Let's just like say that, right? <laughs> there is some, there's specifically two kinds of questions that we really do want to avoid. So the first one is trapping. I'll come back to it. We'll talk about what is trapping. And then the second one is like why questions. Mm. So trapping are the questions where we have our own agenda. We're, we're essentially <laughs> like accusing our kids of something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, did you really brush your teeth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you really, you know, or how about like, when are, you, when are these dishes going to get done? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's nagging. That also nagging. You can hear the right. tone of that. It's judgmental. We're trying to like catch our kids in something. That's not a good question. Mm. That's not lighthearted and it's not curious. And so let's stay away from them because really they, they, they just want to accuse. They're mm. trying to, you know, accuse our kids of, of what they haven't done. Right. And then the second kind is why questions. And this is kind of a life principle. I think I try to use with everyone, not only my kids, but why questions really, they feel very accusatory and judgmental when you receive them. A lot of times, a lot of times, not always. Why are you so picky? Why are you know, that doesn't feel lighthearted and curious or why are you still cleaning up your room? Why are you still doing your homework? You know, all of that is, you're not doing what you're supposed to, Mm -hmm, essentially. mm -hmm. You know, why are you acting so annoyed? Mm. (laughs) Say that with your your spouse. That works well. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, these questions. Or I think for kids, right, why won't you just do it? Yeah. Just do it. Just put on your shoes. Why won't you just put on your shoes? (laughs) Right, right. So stay away from those kinds of questions. Right. They're they're not helpful. They're not helpful. So what do we do when our kids respond defensively? Yeah. Well, ask a trapping or a why question and you will probably get a defensive answer. Mm. You know, right? So right. It, it, it often starts with the parents. I hate to say that, but it mm-hmm. kind of does. It does. So defensiveness automatically means that the person has felt attacked. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how God made our 
brains and our bodies. It's fight or flight or freeze. You know, I want to, I'm going to get back. And that's kind of where we go back to that me versus you, the tug of war. Mm-hmm. Like you want to come at me? Well, I'm going to come at you and it's going to become this tug of war. And that's mm-hmm. often what happens with our kids. So defensiveness means they're feeling attacked, which means I need to go back to what was my approach. Right. Is there a better approach to get to the end? And we all love Jesus. Right. And Jesus, you know, the Bible talks a lot about our words. Right. And then our words bring grace and are suitable to the situation. So sometimes we think as parents, they just should do what we say. Yeah. But we're responsible for the way that we approach our children also. Right. And they kind of see us as our, their role model. And yes, it's our responsibility to, to set them up for success. And so with that, how can we help our kids and how can we set our kids up for success? Yeah, we can. I mean, I think we need to think like a coach, mm-hmm. of whatever team. I'm not talking a you know, life and leadership coach like I am. I'm talking about sports right mm. here. Like a coach doesn't train their players in the middle of a game. Yeah. You know, they're not out there. Wait a minute. You need to pull back your arm. I'm talking football. You know, you need to get your elbow pointed in the right direction so you can throw it straight. No, they don't do that. It's outside of the game. Yeah. And so for us parents, like, what does it look like to be proactive as we think about how to set our kids up for success? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to anticipate trouble spots. We can look back. This was a trouble spot, maybe a transition, you know, moving, leaving grandma's house did not go well last time. How can I set my, my little player up for success Mm -hmm. in how we leave grandma's house next time? Mm -hmm. What does she need to be able to, you know, leave peacefully or, you know, give grandma a kiss and a good goodbye or whatever it is. So, but this could go to taking out the garbage or whatever it is. So in the, um, in the power of questions online course that we Mm -hmm. created at connected families, um, we actually teach a four step process Mm -hmm. for setting your, setting your players up for success. I think we call it, but the first one is just bringing up the problem with them. Mm. And this kind of comes into thinking in terms of maybe a family meeting if that's something your family could do. Mm-hmm. So you sit down, you have a time, get a bowl of popcorn, um, and you just go through some steps to, to try to come together on setting everyone up for the anticipated possible problem area or whatever, you know, whatever needs to be solved in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't always have to be an actual family meeting. It could also be just a one-to-one, you know, mm-hmm. like, let, you know, Hey, hey, so and so, Joey, whatever, you know, come, let, let's talk over this one thing. I'm just seeing that we need to just solve a little problem here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think those conversations are what are so important for setting our layers up for success, our kids. Right. Now, I'm going to throw you an example. Let's just say, like, you, you talk about homework earlier, right? Let's just say you said, do you want to do your homework now or do you want to do your homework in 10 minutes? And if the kids answer, well, I'm going to do my homework in 10 minutes. And within that 10 minutes, the kid does not do his or her homework. What do you do then? Mm -hmm. Depending on the age of your child, I think maybe the parent would have an idea 
of how well your child would follow through on that. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, you know, you're asking questions, you want to give them some responsibility, right? Right. You want them to be able, so I might say then, how are you going to know that 10 minutes is up? You put you a know, timer. Their well, you know, I don't, I don't know. Do you, okay. Well, look at the clock right now. I've done this with mine. Do you see what time it is right now? Okay. It's 10 after four mm-hmm. right now. So what time will you need to be starting to do homework? 4.20. Okay, good. Where do you want to do your homework? Your desk, the kitchen table, you know, where are you going to decide to do that? So we, we call this inviting buy-in. Mm. So I'm being proactive to know that that one question wasn't enough to, to be sure my child has thought through and we've got a really good plan for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to ask a few more questions and then I might even say, if this has been a kind of an ongoing issue, okay, if you're not doing homework in 10 minutes, then as, as we agreed, what privilege will be lost? What, you know, what do you want to be lost? Well, you know, you're, you're playing a video game right now. Okay. If you're not at the table, then like you, like you wanted to do, like that's where you wanted to be in 10 minutes, then there's not going to be any more gaming for the rest of the night. Mm. Okay. Is that a good, we got that going. That's clear. Yep. Okay. All right. So then when 10 minutes comes by or maybe like me, you know, I got lost in my like email or whatever in 20 minutes and I come out, what? he's still gaming, Yeah. you know, then I don't have to lose it. I'm not going right. to nag. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to nothing. Right. It's Joey. I'm so sorry. Like, do you see what time it is? It's 20 after. What was our agreement? Yeah. Oh, mom, no, I forgot to look at the clock. (gasps) You know, and I can just be so empathetic, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that you, you know, that that, that's what happened. Okay, what do you need to do now? Yes, I'll get to it, but I want a game later. I I know you do, but this was the agreement. Mm -hmm. It was the agreement, so I'm sorry. You'll get to do it tomorrow. Okay, do you hear how that's going and how I right. asked a lot of questions? And then I moved to, I didn't have to yell and scream and be responsible for him. Right, he's now responsible for himself. Yes, and he's responsible for the privilege that he lost or the mm-hmm. consequence that he received. And it's not this, it's not this me getting, you know, me having to lay down the consequence because you didn't do what I said. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a very different column. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's a good good example. So doing follow-up questions that could help them to be successful in whatever that they're supposed to do. Uh, so that really does help. Yeah. Sometimes it, it can also be very difficult for our children to listen, you know, even when we, we ask them certain questions. Now, how can we get them to listen and respond? Because sometimes kids can just hear, they hear, Mommy go, but you know, but yeah, but they're not listening. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, well, what does listening look like? Right at all ages, mm. we can really think about listening. And you know, I, again, I know I mentioned it before, but the online course we talk a lot about listening because mm. there's no point in asking questions mm-hmm. if we don't listen. Mm. So, and you mentioned modeling. 
So I mm-hmm. think it's so important for us to model true, deep listening to our children. Mm-hmm. This also comes right back to asking that question, what's going on in my child? Mm-hmm. So when I'm asking questions, I would say particularly when we're getting into wisdom type questions, mm-hmm. I really want to listen to understand what's going on in my child. What's their thinking process? So by doing that, I'm modeling for them. Mm-hmm what that looks like. And, and for us parents, like this is what is, you know, good listening is being present, right? Being very present in the moment. Right. So what does being present look like? Being present means putting away my phone, putting it. I mean, I can't say that enough right now, <laughs> put it away and look in their eyes. Yeah. Now, not all kids love that, you know, direct, strong eye contact. Yeah. But find a way that they know that they are your priority in that moment. And this is not every moment. I know kids can, some kids can talk, talk, talk. Okay. But it's that. It's really the, the engagement, being present as they talk. And so they learn that then growing up. This is what listening looks like. For small kids, though, I think it's definitely useful to pay attention to when they're not listening, right? Like if you're going to talk to them and you have something they need to hear, mm-hmm. Chloe, stop, 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 stop. Okay. Look at me. Look at me. Look me in the eyes. Okay. Are you listening? All right. Can you go pick up that toy? Can you go do that right now? Okay. Thank you. Good. <laughs> you listened. You listened. Good. Mm-hmm. Right. For me as a mom, when I think back to when my kids were little, man, I didn't do that well. I was just moving too fast. Mm -hmm. It was, you go to this and you do this and we need to get to here and we need to get out. It was just like, everything's up in the air. Right. You know, and I, and we need to just calm down and focus down to what, what's right in front of us. Yeah. 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 I, I know I sometimes have to get my daughter to, Hey, let's put on your listening ears right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Cause she thinks it's a game. Yep. Let's put on your listening ears and, and yeah. she'll put it on. <laughs> Cause if I ask her sometimes, okay, you got to listen to mommy, you got to listen to mommy. And yeah. she's, you know, focusing on other things. And these days yep. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play this game with her, put on your listening ears. And, and she perks up, it. she puts it on. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. It's like let's let everything else fall away right now and let's focus on each other. So right. we're each other. Exactly. Now tell me, yeah. what are some actionable tips would you suggest for moms to even begin mm-hmm. this journey of asking questions or changing transforming their mind in in a new way of thinking? I would go back to those questions and, and really do a lot of work with the question, what's going on in me? Mm-hmm. The question, what's going on in me, um, often reveals something deeper that we call toxic half-truths, which really are half-lies. So it's, you know, we take a little shred of truth and then we twist it into a lie, you know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at something, so I'm really not good at that, and I'm not going to touch it, and I'm not going to go there. And so I think some of these kinds of toxic lies come into play with our children because then we can be more controlling of our kids, right? We're believing things like, if I don't fix this problem in front of me really fast right now, it's going to grow into this huge issue with my child. Mm -hmm. If they don't pass this test right now, you know, they're going to fail chemistry and not get into college. Right. (laughs) So I need to be 
in control and telling and on them to make sure they study for this, this test right now in third grade, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so identifying that stuff that's going on in us will really set ourselves up to be more peaceful and relaxed. And that's matched with the understanding that um, God is parenting our kids with us. We're right. not fully responsible, for, you know, for all of the things that we have kind of this heavenly co-parent that we yeah. can trust and we can trust our kids to him, that he's taking them on this journey. So in that we can be peaceful and have a more long-term view, uh, specifically around wisdom, Mm-hmm. You know, because as our kids grow, there's a lot of worldly advice and worldly philosophy and thinking um, that can send fear to our core when we hear them, you know, start to think and behave it. So a long-term vision for parenting our kids and, and having this I, this picture of scuba diving so that I'm going down deep into them and I don't need to solve everything today. Mm. But we're going to, but, but Jesus is walking with me to guide them in their journey through their whole life is, um, is a peaceful place for us to mother out of and raise our children to, to really raise them in wisdom and responsibility on a daily basis. Right. I love that. Yeah. It's like, um, I had a chat with another guest and she said that parenting is not a marathon, which is so true because a lot of times as mothers, we feel like we have to run and run and run and run and have a certain mm-hmm. expectations of ourselves and of our children, which we shouldn't because, you know, God does not have an expectation of us. You know, he just loves us unconditionally. Right. And we are to look at him as our model, as a parent, yeah. in order for us to parent our children. So yes. that's that's just great. Thank you for sharing about this, the difference between the snorkeling and the scuba diving and just enjoying yeah. uh, the waves and, <laughs> and just being in the water, you know. Now, I know you mentioned about the course, your online course. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Sure. I'd love to. Um, a coworker of mine, Chad Hangay, and I wrote The Power of Questions, Less Arguing, More Wisdom. Isn't mm. that what we all want right, <laughs> as parents? So it's a four-session course. Mm-hmm. It should take two hours to get through, to, to get through the course. But oh, that's it's perfect. It is. It's, um, it's so you can take it as an individual, just, you know, in your living room, whatever you want to, or you can get a small group together and go through it um, and do that even online. Mm. Um, but four sessions are going to teach you um, more about how to grow responsibility, how to have that family meeting and the four steps to walk through um, to grow responsibility in your kids. Really, the idea is instead of that me versus you that we talked about, how do we grow teamwork? Yeah. How do we grow this mentality that we are all on the same team and we can problem solve together over the small things like getting the garbage out on time to, you know, big things, a family move or something like that. Right. Um, but we're going to, we want to be team, team members in our family and then how to grow wisdom. So yeah, lots of tools, very practical tools that, that your listeners can 
can get from that course. Awesome. I think we've already gotten so many gem nuggets from Stacy. And um, and today Stacy is actually offering all of our moms, all of our gems of moms, a 20% discount. So if you en- enter gems 20, you can get a 20% discount off of their online course on connectedfamilies.com. And all of the information will be on gemsofmotherhood.com um, website. Now, Stacy, just thank you again for offering us that discount. That's just so awesome because I think it's so important for us to challenge our kids by asking questions. And it's such a different way of raising our kids and just a complete different mindset and a change of pattern for parents itself. Now, we're almost at the end of our show, but is there anything else that you would like to share with other Gems of Mothers out there? Yeah, you know... Gems of moms, you're doing an awesome job. This is just not an easy time to parent. Mm -hmm. And I know that any time that we're raising them, not just COVID times, especially as moms, I feel like we're just spinning a zillion plates. We're keeping a lot balanced and going, right? It's not only, you know, what healthy food have my kids eaten today? It's when do their sheets need to be changed and, you know, bedtime and bath time and high school and all of the things and you're doing an awesome job. Um, But you're not alone, you know, call out to the Lord. His grace and his truth is there in abundance for you mm. during this time. Amen. And so, and I know that, you know, Sharon in our community of gems is there too. And so Jesus is there for you. And we just, I just encourage you, encourage you in your walk. Thank you so much, Stacey. It was so great to have you on the Gems of Motherhood podcast. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.